welcome to another edition, another episode of Too Busy to Flush. Slightly irreverent musings of faith, food, fun, and family with your host, Jay Freezing, and his lovely wife. <laughs> I'm Molly. I can't resist treating it really snarkily. <laughs> it's just too much fun. Yeah, so um, what's going on? The last conversation we had was in the car. Mm-hmm. On the way to Laramie. Yes, it was. And I forgot what we talked about. Oh, suffering and things. One was suffering and one was community. Um, where we were talking about how it would be hard for me to be a full-time RV person. Because there would be this lack of long-term relationship. And I was looking at it as an introvert who you see all these families... On Instagram, sitting around fire pits, making friends at camp campgrounds with other families that live in their RVs full time. And that to have your only face to face relationship ever be like that seems like a version of hell on earth for me. Yeah. But you also, as an extrovert, agreed that that doesn't seem no. like a great long term no. life strategy for you no. either. But we also don't plan on living in our RV full time. And at this rate. No, it's just not for me. And at this rate, we may never get the RV. So I finally get, so we got the rooftop rack in. Finally get the, or the rooftop tent in. My rack finally shipped. Half of it arrived today, I think. Only Ooh. only two out of three boxes. The actual rack hasn't, as far as I know, hasn't shown up yet. Um, hopefully it shows up tomorrow. But on top of that, I get a text from my mother that five people, so the trailer is in California. It's owned by my dad's cousin who's giving it to us. Um, and my my dad and my cousin are working together. Uh, well, my dad's working for his cousin for doing remodel construction stuff. Anyway, they're in the Bay Area of California. And my mom texts and said that five of their employees are all sick. Three of them have tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, goodness. So I don't know. Maybe my parents will get COVID-19. But that pushes us. If we wanted to wait, if all's clear... And we wanted to wait 14 days. We're well into July by this point before we go get it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Whatever. At least then hopefully the riots will have totally dissipated. Because there's also been a lot of rioting where your parents live. Yeah, I don't. everything's been destroyed in their neighborhood. Yeah, I'm not interested in going into uh, anywhere near Oakland as a white guy. I'm not. This is going to sound so stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know what other angry young white males i'm not worried about the black folks i'm worried about the angry white males <laughs> sitting in their mother's basements social justice warrioring and throwing rocks through windows yeah 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 any jobs and dads i think yeah or something uh but anyway yeah so sorry we have gone off our game i think a little bit we're a week behind now, officially. Yeah, that's right. We were back all we last week, weren't we? We are officially a week behind, yeah. So why wow. have we been so busy the last couple of weeks? Why is that? Life. So well, we had, Molly and I had this idea to put in three timbers in the front of the house, get them from the cabin. We wanted something really cool in front of the house. And if you follow us on Instagram, at Too Busy to Flush. Uh, you'll have, you'll see the timber project is what I've been calling it. I've been posting about it in the stories every now and then. And the three big ones are really cool. They're decorative in front of the yard. And Molly's dad was like, well, I'll just bring the auger, the skid steer. He's got a skid steer. Of course, everybody's dad has a skid steer or at least wants a skid steer. He's like, well, I'll bring it in 
and I'll just I'll get an auger and we can auger the holes out for him. And so we did this whole thing. And then Molly goes, well, you know, Dad, while you've got the skid steer and the auger, I've got this really cool. Let me show you the pictures on Pinterest. And thus begins the saga of Timber Project number two. This is like the opposite of a Pinterest fail, right? This oh. <laughs> Pinterest overachieving this is, project. I think something like that. <laughs> um, we don't have pictures on Pinterest. The number two, number two will be done next week. Um, part of it is done. Let's just say it's a giant timber-based swing set uh, play area for the kids. And it's been a ton of work. And then I was doing, at the same time, I was doing some, I've been planning on, you know, maybe doing some trees. And then I was doing some work for a nursery and we were going to trade some trees. But it turned into, uh, it turned into me needing the cash for a new lawnmower, the lawnmower saga. By the way, if you've been following the lawnmower saga, the new walker is really sweet. So if you have more than a standard yard, go get a walker. To be fair, he spends a lot of time wrenching on it. But he thinks it's a cool thing to wrench on, and so it's not as painful as getting under the Husqvarna and putting the belts back on and trying to take the motor out and whatnot. Like, you've really spent a lot of time on it, and oh, but every time you mow, I see you out there fixing it and wrenching on it more. I'm not fixing it, so I'm, I'm it. also learning, I'm learning a little bit about it, because it is an old mower, and it, and it wasn't well taken care of. So when I first got it, I did spend a week tearing it almost... I didn't tear it completely down. I left the motor intact because the motor was really purring along just fine. But it was leaking oil really bad out of the gearboxes. So the blades on most residential lawnmowers, the blades are belt-driven. These are gear-driven. So they've got gearboxes, two gearboxes for each blade and one for the primary... uh, primary gear for the PTO to engage the blades. What's a PTO? PTO, I forget what PTO stands for, but it's that the it's the transmission thing that you engage when you engage a, a lawnmower. So if like oh. your dad's mower at the cabin has a PTO button, I forget what it stands for. It's okay. A, I'm not a big machinery guy, I don't really care. Um but Anyway, uh, Molly's going to look it up on Google. I am going to look it up. Um so but it was leaking really bad and the guys like, "Well, it's probably going to need a new gearbox." I don't it might need a new gearbox, but it needed about a, an hour's worth of work and some new um, gaskets. And unfortunately for me, it's brand new to me. So I'm just kind of like playing around with it as it goes. So an hour turns into a little bit longer, but it's it was a fairly easy fix. Um, and then I replaced the blades. And so that was a little bit of time. And then I hit a rock. So I had, I discovered, I learned about shearing pins. Uh, so when you hit a rock, so to protect the gearboxes... Each blade is equipped with two small Allen bolts as shear pins. So if you hit something, that takes the force instead of the uh, gearbox. Um, and uh, so that took some. So I learned about that. I had to run back and forth to the store to fix that. And then I didn't get the blades tightened down as tight as I wanted to have them. Um, or so I'll hear a funny noise, and I'll be like, "What is that funny noise?" And I've diagnosed two different things now that are both super benign. One of them is a rattle, just because I have bad screws in a cover plate and I'm like, I gotta get rid of this rattle. This is driving me nuts. Um, and then, you know, tightening the blades. Uh, so it's, some of it's been a learning process. Like I'll deliberately like get off and be like, what's going on. And then the, the suction hose was all mangled because nobody bothered to fix this. So I fixed the suction hose or the, the, the blower tube from the deck to the mud. They're really cool designs. You should Molly watched a whole video on them. Um, 
But uh, so I fixed that and now that works super well. And it's just, it's been, it's fun, but it's, they're really easy to work on. Uh, ironically, it's, it's more fun to wrench on this, I think, than my Audi and it's worth more than my Audi. So how was that? My old Audi. I don't have it anymore. So how was that? So, anyway, so if you follow the lawnmower saga, that's what's going on there. So I had to spend all this money on lawnmower and then, and then I was going to trade it for trees. We were going to do some trees around the perimeter of, of the lot that wasn't developed when we moved in. And now it's, we're getting more and more, way more developed now. But your dad said, we'll run an irrigation line. So then he goes out and like gets irrigation stuff. And I rent a trencher and we run this big old irrigation line. So we're putting in sprinklers. And then he's like, well, I'm gonna get another auger and we're going to auger out the trees. So then uh, I can't get the trees. So your dad is like, well, your mom and I are going to, are going to get you guys trees, which essentially means here's Christmas, birthday, father's day, all wrapped up in one. Um, anytime his, anytime my mother-in-law is involved in a statement that he makes, it's usually something formal. So, um, so we're now we're getting all these trees and I planted 14 of them today and we've got another eight to plant tomorrow. Um, plus at the same time, we're getting in all the playset stuff for timber project two and that's taking a lot of time because we're drilling half inch holes in these 16 foot cross beams, eye bolts, you know, all the gizmos. And it's, um, and it's as been... soon as you get them hung up, the kids are playing on them. Yeah. The kids are playing it's on very them. very gratifying to grab a gym. Fighting. Yeah. Oh, he's super, he's loving it. He's loving every, I actually mentioned today when I was at the nursery picking up the other trees, I said, uh, I was talking to one of the nursery owners and She's like, oh, we, yeah, we've helped out. Jim's like, well, I'm, your dad's like, I'm, he's here to pick them up and I'm here to pay for them, you know? And, and she starts laughing. She's like, we've helped our kids out a lot too. And I was like, you know, I used to think it was a, it was a sign. Uh, just, it was a, it's cause I was inadequate. Like I just felt, she's like, oh really? You really felt, I'm like, yeah, I kind of felt that. But then I, I kind of realized that, you know, your dad's just doing this for your dad. He's not like we, so he's in this sense, he's a little bit like God. He does things for his own pleasure and we just happen to be the happy recipients. Well, it's kind of, it's the happiness hose that we were talking to the kids about the mm. other day where JR was trying to explain. <laughs> Such a funny, I wanted a blog post about it, but I haven't found the time to sit down at my computer and write. Maybe I can blog post while we're driving to the cabin. Oh, that'd be great. But, um, but JR was trying to explain that our kids operate I always get this backwards. Is it zero sum or sum zero? Zero sum. Zero sum. So our ki- kids and people in general, right, operate like life is a zero, zero sum, sum game. game where if this person is happy, I can't possibly be happy. If they're getting something good, I can't possibly get something good. And you try. You were trying valiantly. I was trying to, to explain the girls that, that serving each other would increase their own joy. Because that's how we're wired, but our sin prevents us from knowing that. Yes. And that is certainly a reflection of the image of God in us, that God's joy overflows. I mean, like God's glory is shown in his joy overflowing into us and creating joy in us, right? Right. And so um, we have a hose divider on our sprinkler system and when that's turned on half of the water goes to a sprinkler that like a sprinkler into our what else would i everyone knows what it what kind of sprinkler that is um i love the sound effects what else 
else is it? What kind of sprinkler? Just uh, a sprinkler? Is a sprinkler I, heard, I heard a I comedian one time go, Isn't it? I love how women go in and like do stuff with cars. Like, uh, well, what's, what's, what's your car doing? Oh, it's kind of making a, a chicka, 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 a woo, woo, woo sound, you know? And it's like, that's not helpful. <laughs> it could be helpful. It could be helpful. You, you make all the sounds for the lawnmower right oh now it's purring it was making this weird whining sound yeah like a metallic grinding coming from a particular area anyway i just thought it was funny i just like the sound effects anyway so that's exactly the kind of sprinkler that i have going to my tires that have it's cool sprinkler squash in them i spent a lot of ridiculous amount of money for that sprinkler because i bought it at a farm store and then we have soaker hoses going to our garden the rest of our garden and And that's the other section of the y yeah, so so it splits and um, I left that heater on too long. Enough. If you turn the sprinkler on, that's like turning on joy for yourself, right? It has to go to both places. It goes to you know, say one sister is the you know sprinkler, and the other sister is the soaker hose. You know, if you're gonna turn it on, it has to go to both of you. If you're gonna try to deny joy to one of your sisters. You're denying it to yourself, too. But if you want to simply turn on joy for your sister, well, guess what? It turns on for you, too. Right. I didn't point out to them that there's little levers that you can turn off the one hose and have it only go one direction. No, let's not do <laughs> that. Because that wouldn't um, That, that wouldn't ruins the, the, hose, <laughs> the hose of happiness. Yes, the hose of happiness. So anyway, but I think that's, you know, that's so true for so many of us. Like, So we, I was thinking about that, too, with... Um, on Sunday, when we did this birthday parade for the gal in our church who turned 80 yesterday, and then we uh, had dinner with her, and, um, you know, she also, she's a widow, and she was, she's like, I was good. I obeyed that quarantine, and man, it was hard for me. I mean, she went for months without getting a single hug without having a meal with anyone and she's like miss hospitality miss hugging miss serving people up and down and they're like because her hose of happiness was turned off she finds so much joy in loving and serving other people that that was turned off for her um during the time where she couldn't be face to face with people and um it it just deeply affected her, um, not being able to be her, her servant self. Um, anyway, that's all for her, but you know, oh, but the other part, you know, I mean, for our kids, it was just, they just got simple joy out of being in a birthday parade, you know, yelling and blowing blowers and making funny signs (laughs) and stuff. But you know, I mean, that like, like the rising tide raises all boats, like, we we all as a family and as you know there were like 30 30 cars that went past 33 her. i think was the final count so you know i mean all of these people like it wasn't suffering for them to be in this parade i mean sure maybe there was an element of inconvenience where we had to go out of our way to to do this in the middle of the day but it wasn't suffering everyone you know everyone's joy was raised up everyone turned on their hose of happiness by being and we were all happy and because her. we could bless somebody else yeah so i mean it's just 
when you think about things like that, it's just so obvious that that's how we're wired and how we were created. But it's a lot less obvious when you're you're having to lecture your children about not being selfish little turds, which holy cow, our kids have been selfish turds. I find, I've taken so many toys away the last few days or sent them to their rooms and I, I don't know what to do about it. We need I to just, stop building them really epic swing sets. I know there's, well, yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> I did tell Titus today. So I was, I was in the middle of doing all of the tree planting work and there's still just a ton of stuff to be done. We've got to rebury all of the irrigation line. I've been pushing dirt all day and I'm just worn out. And Titus has been with his nose in his book, Harry Potter series for the second time. And, uh, you, you'd mentioned you're like, well, no, don't do, you don't have to do it all by yourself. We'll come out. We'll make the kids do it. They've just been awful. So I walk into the house and Titus is buried in a book and I sit down and I'm just, I'm worn out. <laughs> I'm kind of looking, I'm like, you know, Titus, you're going to want, new skis you're gonna want a new mountain bike you're gonna want all this stuff and he kind of started looking at me and he was like i don't want new skis i'm like you will trust me <laughs> but like i said but next year for instance i said next year titus you will probably be in the next mountain bike size and i would love because i love building bicycles i would love to build you a new bike but i don't want to give it to you he's kind of cocked his head for a second i was like i don't you you need to start working for some of this stuff. Like, I don't want to just continue giving you everything at this point because, you know, and this is on the heels of us feeling like the kids are just, you know. Entitled I don't, wretches. Yeah, and I don't feel like we spoil them. Um, we give them what we what they need so we can continue. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I give them what I what they need. So I can do the things I like to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as like, so here's the deal, dude. I was like, you got to start stepping up and helping out with some of this stuff. So I want you like, so I'm going to ask you right now to put down your book and go out and start burying trench line. And he's like, okay. So he throws his, he throws his book down and I don't see him for an hour and a half. And he just, he slowly worked out there in the, in the afternoon sun for an hour and a half burying the trench line. And then he was like, well, I'm getting paid for this, right? And I'm like, "It, yes, it's going to be credited to your account. But <laughs> I want to see this go all summer long, all fall, all winter. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, you know, I, I, wish, I wish he was at the age where I could send him off to work at a camp for a summer or something, you know, just to get him out of the house. He'll get there. I know. I know. But how do you, how do you prevent your kids from becoming entitled little wretches i mean i've i've known people who've been denied everything and they're this they're still entitled i mean this is all a really interesting conversation to have on the heels of all the riots a conversation about being kind to other people will 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 bring joy and, and trying to make happiness happen for other people will bring happiness on yourself mm -hmm. and we're seeing the opposite happening in culture we're seeing a huge sense of of entitlement you know, the opposite happening in culture of what we want. You know, we want to give things away, like an attitude of an attitude of of an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of <laughs> an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, no, I mean I think you're you're conflating two things that shouldn't um, be conflated. Oh. And the Darn like it. the people who are looting and things like that 
for the most part, are not the people who are marching for justice. Um, the people who are looting, for sure, are entitled and angry. Um, and, as you pointed out earlier, a lot of the people who've been arrested are white millennials who are not fighting for justice. Like, they, they want to undermine the foundations of our society. They want, they're angry about all sorts of things. Like, they've got all sorts of purposes, but their purposes are not justice. But I think that a lot of people, regardless of, of what you think of some of the content of what they're saying, a lot of people who are listening to the black community right now and um, retweeting things or regramming things or posting on Facebook really are seeing the opposite of the happiness hose. Like, they're weeping with those who weep right. appropriately and wanting to raise the tide altogether in a desire to have, you know, all people who are made in God's image thriving in, in a way that a lot of us have gotten to experience because of the way that we were brought up um, and um, the gifts that we were given in our position in life. And so I think that there, there are people who for sure are appropriately wanting to turn on the happiness hose for people that they know and love as well as people that they don't know who look different than they do, but... Um, are suffering um, because of cultural ills that are not their fault. True. Um, I have been thinking, to change the subject, a fair amount this week about parents that I appreciate um, some of their parenting skills. And yeah, you want to call them out on the show? I can. Um, no, I just, like, there's, I've been kind of interested in being challenged by watching how their their kids or they are a blessing, but not necessarily feeling shamed or condemned or um, competitive with them. And I'm not really sure why that is, because usually if I see somebody doing something better than I am, I feel like a competitive edge and not a like a being blessed by their particular gifting. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I, I totally get it. I had a moment um, this last week where uh, our church fired up another service, an afternoon service. It's kind of going to be a spinoff for a church plant. And the church planter's pastor's... So the church planter's son is, I you know, loosely involved, but I I didn't know this at the time. So I show up on Sunday to do our live stream stuff, and everything is not everything is different, but there's a couple things that are different. And I'm like, huh? For the better. I'm like, it was something I was trying to get to work, and I couldn't quite figure it out. But some things were changed. And I was like, ah. And so I I asked somebody about it, and I was like, oh yeah, it was so and so, and he made he he. He mimed a picture of, you know, somebody with their head down typing on a keyboard really fast. <laughs> I thought, that's really funny. A part of me was like, oh, man, there's some smarter people in the world. I feel like an idiot. And then a part of me was like, no, I don't feel like an idiot. This is actually fantastic, so I'll take it. <laughs> you know? So I get it. It's like, 
you feel kind of competitive, like, oh man, I'm going to be out of job because some youngster came in and like could do some stuff that I couldn't do and X, Y, and Z when it's like, you know what? Uh, actually that works out for me. Sure. Great. You know, does he need and a part of like the control side of me is like, well, he should be asking my opinion or what? I'm like, no, I don't need any of that. I don't need that drama. I got too much in my life. He can just do what he needs to do. It'll all work in the end. <laughs> is that why it was messed up during the live stream? Like why the guys while we were in Wyoming couldn't figure it out? It was, no. no. That was a different, we don't have to go into that. That was a different that was deal. That a different issue. Um, no, I was thinking, I know Sarah listens to our podcast. I've had several, three at least funny moments of people knowing way more about my life than I have told them. Isn't that really funny? And how it's that because happened? they listen to us. Um, and that makes me feel special because that at least a couple people think we're worth listening to. Um, and your awesome sister thinks that we're worth like buying swag from and yes, up guys, on Instagram. go buy some swag. I have a special hat, a denim ball cap that I'm not normally going to keep in the store. So you have the month of June to go get it. But, um, but Sarah loves babies and kids and is just the sort of person who is really gifted at inserting herself into other people's lives and loving on their kids in a way that really blesses them. And kids adore her and flock to her and she's raising her daughter, Emma, in the same way where... Like, our kids haven't seen Emma in a year, and they're like, when are we going to see Emma? When are we going to see Emma? And Emma walks in the door, and they're all, like, clinging to her, and she has a friend with her that our kids have never met, and she gets, like, like, cred points just by being with Emma, so then they're hanging off of her, and for hours, you know, and, um... You know, the adults got fantastic conversation because our kids were flocking to them. And it just, it makes that and Julie, too, has always been our longtime friend. Julie has always been someone who is just so good at engaging kids and um, welcoming them and finding things for them to do. And that is not in my gift set. It it It's in my skill set now because I have kids and so I'm more used to that like I can manage the nursery because mm-hmm. I know all those kids and um you know I'm like hey you know I know your mom <laughs> I know she wouldn't put up with this I know but certainly prior to having kids I was never a like come to me I will bless your parents by you know like I got called on to serve in the nursery before I had kids and I was like no thanks that's not what I do <laughs> and now I'm like like, yeah, I can love on your kids, but, like, it just makes me admire and want to emulate all of the more people who, especially Sarah raising her daughter to be such a blessing. Like, you know, how do I encourage all of our kids, not just the girls, but to um, be serving in the nursery and delighting in little kids and willing when we have, when they're older if we go to a family's house with older kids and the kids watch our kids and play with them and drag out their old toys for them and I'm not like feeding a two-year-old and have a two-year-old clinging to me the entire time, that's such a blessing. And I want to be trying to deliberately raise kids who delight in blessing other families with their skills at caring for because that's the other thing it's it's not just like they want to do it they're also good at it 
you know, like right. I feel safe and very comfortable leaving my kids in their care because I know that they've, they've got a lot of experience and a lot of skills in doing that. I, kids are so funny. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about that, that night when the kids were just, you know, they were hanging out with those girls and you know, our, our kids are, our kids are affectionate. They're, they're, you know, they're physically affectionate. They're attention affectionate. They're, I mean, just, I mean, you name it. But it's, it's funny to me because given the way the kids hang on our friends, like they like to sit in their laps, they like to hug them, they like to wrestle, all that stuff. You would think they're starved at home and they are not starved at all. In fact, sometimes I think we just smother them a lot. But I'm wondering if it, is it a, is it I don't know anything about kids psychology, but is there something natural in kids that they want that kind of affection, or do you think it's like a nature nurture thing? Like, well, this is this is how you engage with people that you like, you know, because they engage with that way with us. I don't I don't, I don't know how that that works. I don't know either. I mean, my gut instinct is to say that it's a that certainly physical affection is actually a biological need for children like you hear stories about the romanian orphanages from the cold war era where Mm. there were hundreds of kids in a room and they wouldn't even cry anymore like the these rooms full of toddlers would or babies would be completely silent because they had been conditioned that even if i cry no one will respond to my needs so they had stopped crying and they were psychologically and physically not developing because they weren't getting, you know, basically they were getting their diapers changed a couple times a day. And that was the only physical affection that these workers who had, who had so many kids to manage had time for. And, um, and so, um, you know, now the prevailing wisdom, at least that I was listening to is, you know, you care your baby strapped to you because all of that physical touch time with mom deeply affects not only their I mean both their physical and their mental well-being like um you know there's whole schools I think of attachment psychology for kids and um I think a lot a lot of good things come from healthy Hmm. regular physical touch um, but our kids also have no boundaries. Like there's, a, there's an upside and a downside, downside to that. But it seems like with some of our friends, our friends could stand to have them sitting on them a little bit less. It's probably good for our friends. <laughs> no, but truly, that. everybody <laughs> needs physical. You know, for like our single friends that our kids are. Or for full circle their back to the friend, and, our eighty-year-old friend who had the birthday this week. Yeah, everybody needs physical touch. Um, <laughs> at our women's retreat last fall, I was talking about that, and I was like, "So, you know, hug your widows, hug your single people. You know, like make sure that when you see them, you're giving them physical touch." And <laughs> one of the single gals in her twenties. <laughs> Like we had also had a meme contest and it was like a cat, like, like face back, like looking disgusted. And she, she captioned that, like it was, you know, there's a competition to caption that picture with 
um, whatever people thought of, and she captioned it, all of the single girls, when Molly said that they needed more hugs or something, which totally cracked me up, because I, I could also understand that. Um, but, you no, know, especially think about if you were married for 50 years and your spouse died, how starved would you be just to, like, feel physical touch? I mean, of all the different ways that your life has dramatically changed in terms of figuring out all the things that your spouse managed in the house and, you know, both the paperwork as well as the physical stuff. I'm thinking specifically as a woman, you know, if your spouse managed most of the stuff with the house and managed your banking stuff and, um, you know, just the time that you guys were together and you weren't alone and the conversations you had, all those things that you would miss. But you also would have had, like, daily hugs, ideally, at least, you know, and now, unless somebody is deliberately fueling or feeding that part of your, your needs, um, hmm. your body is completely starved of physical touch. Yeah, I think I'm, <clears throat> I have, I get like 15,000 hugs a day. And to go from that to like zero. I mean, I wouldn't be wholesale because the kids would all move out of the house and they'd eventually stop hugging you unless you saw them. Yeah. But then, you know, I hug you multiple times a day. So there's, if you were to die, that'd be really weird. And I think there's a different... I think I would hire one of those hug, one of those hug a, people. A, an a expert cuddler, cuddler. An expert person. cuddler. Yeah, I'd hire a pro cuddler. Um, <laughs> I don't think they have them in Billings. They have to go to a bigger city. No, I can start up a new business. You could. Um, <laughs> Lily was so proud of herself for scratching your back for you. Oh my gosh, it was amazing! It was so <laughs> good. She's like, "Daddy, I'll I'll scratch your back." I'm like scratching against the doorpost because the girls keep wanting to ask, "Can I see your back?" I got a really bad sunburn. My buddy Ty was like, "Hey, you should." He was making fun of me. He's like, "You should." Uh, I've been out in the sun a ton, and he's like, "You should take off your shirt, get the rest of your body to match the you know your arms, farmer's tan, you know, farmer tan or whatever I have." And I was like, oh, right, I'll do that for an afternoon. Life rule number went one: about, don't take dares went, or suggestions. It wasn't a dares. It was just. It was. A, I went a half hour too long. It was more than half an hour. It was more than half an hour. You were gonna peel like twice from that. That was more than half an hour too long. I've never peeled twice. You only peel once. I've peeled twice before. Oh. I burned my forehead once Normally, when I went to Michigan for college. The first winter, I came back and went skiing, and like I was wearing goggles, mm -hmm. but my forehead was showing. And Michigan is gray all the time. And I was in school all the time. So I went from consistent sun exposure to an entire fall of no sun exposure. And then I spent an entire day high up in the mountains, you know, so right. the atmosphere is thinner. And, you know, sun shining and reflecting off the snow. And I, my forehead peeled twice. And I had never sunburned before that. Because I always consistently had some sort of tan. I know. Um, our kids just go brown. They just like go well, from Well, Lily like, Burns. I was like, you, you never had... I asked, I asked the girls Burns. today. I was like, you guys have never had... She's like, what's that white stuff on your back? I'm like, I got a sunburn. My skin's peeling. You guys, you guys have never had a sunburn? No. Like, no that's, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. 
I mean, Lily, Lily gets a burn, but I don't know that she's ever burned so bad. She's know. peeled skin. Faith's, pe- Faith's shoulders peeled a little bit the ah, first time. Yeah. No. Lily dressed her in this cute little sundress that had absolutely no back on it mm-hmm. um, on one of our first really hot days a couple weeks ago, and she got pretty red. Aww. And just like a little patch on each shoulder peeled. Poor little kid. Like a couple of days later. She didn't seem to be bothered by it, but her mom felt pretty badly about it. <laughs> Well, anyway, Mom I'm scratching away. I'm like, yeah, when your skin peels, it itches really bad. And Lena's like, I'll scratch your back for you. And she scratched for like 20 minutes. I just laid there. And the girls laughed when I'd make funny noises. I could hear your noises through the floor. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, they were giggling. Okay. Because they'd like scratch spot. And I'd either start laughing. I'm like, that tickles. But and that made Lily laugh. For the most part, I think that physical affection from your kids is like a different category. Like it feels a different love cup than physical affection from your spouse. Like, to me, when I'm hugging the kids, or even when they're hugging me, it feels like it's always energy well, leaving it's, me. Well, it's certainly not sexual. Well, no. That's not even where I'm going. Oh. It just feels like... That's where I go with everything. Oh, uh, that's true. It just feels like energy is leaving me. Leeching. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's feeding their needs even when they're like scratching my back or something it's feeding their needs not feeding my needs um and not that the happiness hose has yeah, to it's the same for me i don't needs. i don't feel like i'm getting i feel like i'm i hug i feel like i show them affection well partially i show them probably more depending on the time of day this is this is as i'm thinking about this it may not actually be true uh, it depends like tonight you know, going downstairs, giving Elise the seventeenth hug as I go out the door. She's gotten into this weird thing where she's like, "Goodbye, Dad." Desperate, she has to... desperate for like she can't like just one more hug. I'm like, stop it. I'm sure there's something psychological tied to her like sudden breaking down in tears when she can't find her shoes and she's afraid she's gonna be left behind. Or if she has a choice between two things. Yeah, and she just breaks down. Um, I'm sure there's a correlation there, but I'm not even gonna bother trying to figure it out. But the uh, you know, there's there's definitely the element of, of energy leaving me. Like, I do it more for their sake than mine. But then sometimes you just, you I just really want to, kind of like it was in high school, I just really want to just tackle them and wrestle them. Or they're just cute. And I'm just like, I got to hug you right now because you're just adorable. There's that. And there's that. Mostly with Faith right now. She's pretty freaking cute. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I mean, even as a toddler. <laughs> she and Lily tonight. Lily's very concerned with, are my teeth white right now? So she uses the whitening toothpaste, even though it's spicy. And um, Everything is spicy. And Lily goes, Lily comes out of the bathroom and goes, are my teeth white? And Faith and sticks her teeth out. And Faith goes, teeth white? And sticks her bottom <laughs> teeth out. And then she and Lily were like looking at each other with their teeth sticking out, touching noses. And <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Oh, it was funny. She's too cute. Yeah. I asked her when she wanted... Tonight we went to... Well, the other kids were at judo. I was just... I was flat out too tired and exhausted to do judo. Even just some of the simpler... I mean, it's a workout. But some of the simpler non-throwing judo that we're doing right now. I said no energy. So Ty went with us. And we dropped the kids off. And I didn't tell them where I was going. And Ty is on a not drink during the week thing. Which is fine. And I said, we, you'd suggested we go to Applebee's. Well, she's like, take Faith, go to Applebee's, have a drink and get her a milkshake or something. She's really small for a whole milkshake, by the way. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but so we went to Dairy Queen and we all got mini 
mini blizzards. And I was like, Faye, you want some ice cream? And she just like, eyes get really big and she starts squealing in the back seat. And it's like, oh my gosh, you are just. She loves sugar. She is crazy. Um, She's going to be our short, fat one. Yeah. So it's really late and I'm getting really tired. And I also, she's not going to be short. Um, I thought that since, um, since we read a, a liturgy for fan from every moment holy last night at her mm-hmm. birthday dinner i thought maybe i could crack one open and end us on a liturgy tonight mm. is that okay mm-hmm. i okay. like it and then i have to go make waffle batter because sourdough waffles don't make themselves and they don't make themselves in the morning the kids don't quite understand that yet um i'm gonna have breakfast i'm gonna have something to eat at harper and madison for my men's bible study tomorrow and then I'm going to go fertilize some commercial properties. Okay. And then we're going to be done. And then we're going to come back and plant more trees. And then we're going to pack for the... Hang swings. You hang, hang swings. swings, hang swings. It's going to be a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of going to do... Oh, actually, tomorrow there is an iris garden on the south side of Billings that's like... It's called like Tina and Daughters. And this lady oh, and her high school age daughters started an iris garden that's open to the public. Mm. And they sell some of their prime specimen um, but apparently this is peak bloom week for them and you take the girls? somebody that I posted uh, that I follow on Instagram posted about it and um, it's not like anything super fancy but I think the girls would find it fun and pretty and so I'm going to take the girls and Titus and Titus, Titus needs to get his get his garden on but, yeah so anyway we're going to do that tomorrow but otherwise we're cool. going to have a pretty Normal day. Well, we'll be doing our things. I mean, no, no, you guys, no day around here is normal ever. Yeah, it is. I am trying. I've decided that this summer I'm going to try getting the occasional. I'm doing some audiobook auditions and some voiceover auditions. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get one of those. But other than that, I'm going to maintain my workload. And I'm going to try to release an EP. Three or four songs. I'm going to like sit down and write music the rest of summer. It's going to be awesome. On your banjo with all the songs no, that I picked I'm, out for you to no. learn? Learning the, working on my banjo lessons is also on my to-do list. So it's going to be a more music. I'm going to try to focus on a musical summer and it's going to be awesome. I can already tell. Cause I'm every week I'm like, okay, I'll get to this next week. <laughs> it's, this week is burned with our stuff. Well, I think we're for coming when to we a close. start our Wednesday fire Whoa. pit nights for the summer, you have to have, your banjo skills going or your guitar skills yeah i gotta learn some songs on the guitar too so anyway um go ahead okay close this out this is the end of a prayer called a liturgy for the hours of nightfall because most of you Mm. are probably not listening to the day during the nightfall but that's where we are um so this is for me um and it's, it's kind of a long one, but this is the end of it. It says, Retire now, you children of God, contemplating his words and resting in the peace of the surety of the love he, ex- he has extended to you in Christ. Know this night the comfort of his spirit, whoever abides in and among us, drawing us always toward our ultimate redemption at the renewing of body and soul and of all creation. Praise be to God for his mysteries yet to be revealed. 
Indeed, an hour is coming when we shall find ourselves freed at last from the very presence of sin and liberated to live eternally in that glorious freedom and knowledge and beauty and perfection which was ever our intended birthright. Even now, O Lord, in the dark of this night, let our lives be lit by rumors of these coming wars.